0: I do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like It's becoming a human burrito—a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Kira I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luthor, boardroom or ballroom, because really? she looks like a boss in this outfit.
1: Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson.
0: I'm Morgan Glennon, and I'm joined here uh, on screen by my cat Bunsen, who's <laughs> trying to eat my headphone wires. Oh, again.
1: no, not again. Just, he is going
0: after just the trying uh, to headphone g- cords. Gently trying to redirect again. him to any other any other activity, <laughs> any other goal. No, no. No, no. He's nice. on an endless mission to get those headphone cords. He really is, and you can tell he's not happy <laughs> about the gentle redirections.
1: <laughs> you have deterred his mission. He is, uh, he is not going to uh, be happy about that. But I guess we should carry on. Uh, so we'll see if the adventure of Bunsen and the headphones <laughs> continues. Uh, but until then, uh, we are live and wired on the DC TV. Uh, you no, once it got me all distracted. And we are live and <laughs> on the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and the Supergirl Radio Facebook page to start a three-part series on that time in uh Superman family issues when Linda Danvers, aka Supergirl, was an actress on a soap opera titled Secret Hearts. Now, these were issues in the Superman family series. So this uh goes back to uh early 80s, 1981. So put that in uh the the old uh, time travel machine <laughs> in your head go back to the uh, early 1980s now we would have done this series anyway because this is actually one of the best things about supergirl uh, at least in my opinion but in addition to that reason we are also going through this storyline because sasha kajay who played supergirl in the flash movie was also on the young and the restless and i actually Ooh. watched her storyline when she was on and i was pulling for her uh to not uh be with kyle abbott he was a
0: jerk and I was not, <laughs> don't do uh, <you> a girl
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was not a big fan of kyle abbott um but that was a whole storyline but uh before we get into uh any of that soap opera soap, soap opera drama or any of the soap opera drama that we're gonna uh discover on secret hearts we need to get to
0: the news according to the hollywood reporter it's Officially the end of an era Uh, Superman and Lois will take one final flight on the CW. So I suppose that means that the Arrowverse is officially no more after that. Are there any Arrowverse shows left? I think that was the, the last holdout with Superman and Lois. I think so. RIP the Arrowverse. Um, the article says, uh goes on to say that the next star based broadcast network, which is the CW now <laughs> uh, announced that the upcoming fourth season of the DC comics drama from executive producer, Greg Berlanti will be its final run. The 10 episode final season starring Tyler Hoechlin uh, and Elizabeth Tulak uh, will air sometime in 2024. Um over the last 3 seasons Superman and Lois redefined both the superhero genre and family drama as Tyler Elizabeth and the entire cast effortlessly portrayed these classic characters with new layers of depth and complexity that had never before been explored in the Superman universe. Said, well, I don't I don't I disagree with that, but continue. on. <laughs> this show was the greatest show of all time and that's why we sadly had to cancel it. Uh, uh, No, that was a quote from uh, Brad uh, Schwartz, uh, president of entertainment at the CW. Oh, I wasn't far off, actually. (laughs) I really thought that was going to be somebody like on the production side of Superman and Lois saying that, not the guy who just deep-sixed it. Okay. uh, (laughs) Brad went on to say, we are grateful for the years of hard work and graceful storytelling from the show's writers, producers, actors, and crew as well as our terrific partners at Warner Brothers Television and Berlanti Productions. As Superman embarks on his final flight, the team is leaving us with an absolutely epic 10-episode must-watch-every-minute farewell to one of the most legendary CW families ever uh we're so psyched about it which is why we canceled it feels (laughs) like the subtext uh which is a weird weird quote uh but this is the decision to conclude the superhero drama comes as producers at warner brothers tv are clearing the decks of its dc comic shows that fall outside of the universe currently being constructed by james gunn
1: yeah, so, so I'm actually uh, sad about this news. I like Superman and Lois. I think it's a good show. I don't think it's like the most complex version of Superman ever. Do you think it <laughs> redefined
0: the character. And perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, Rebecca, it, taking a step back, didn't redefine just even the name Superman to you. <laughs> <laughs> they went a little, they were like, I feel guilty about canceling this show. So let me just go ahead and like, guild that lily let me <laughs> oh let me go real big on my compliments too big perhaps on my compliments. that's what
1: they do over at warner brothers they're like <laughs> this flash movie is gonna change the your life thing
0: you've ever seen I, <laughs> before and then there was the death or the flash Jaden smith was never the same <laughs> We know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they could have just been like, this is a good show. And, you know, we're sad to ha- have to cancel it. Uh, but instead, they're like, this was the best show ever created about superheroes. <laughs> Let's all calm down. I, w- <laughs> I will say it was a
1: good show. The acting was good. The writing was good. The uh, cinematography was very good. And um, I have enjoyed it immensely. Lana Lang actually gets storylines and. She's actually one of my favorite parts of the show, so I'm a little (laughs) sad that uh, we're not going to get more Lana Lang, which is is something I never thought I would say, Uh, but uh, that is what is happening with Superman and Lois. So at least they're at least going to get a season to close it out, and so they'll know ahead of time that they're going to be ending it and hopefully give the show a good end to its run. So also, we have a little bit of news from The Hollywood Reporter uh, related to The Flash movie. We joked about The Flash movie (laughs) earlier, but now we have some news about it. Uh, So Nicolas Cage weighed in on the debate over the use of artificial intelligence in movies and had some critical words about his brief cameo in Warner Brothers' The Flash. On the subject of AI, the Renfield actor told Yahoo Entertainment that he had a rather dim view of the technology. A.I. is a nightmare to me, Cage said. It's inhumane. You can't get more inhumane than artificial intelligence. I would be very unhappy if people were taking my art and appropriating it. Uh, Unquote. I guess. Quote. Unquote. Uh, Yet it wasn't A.I., Cage said, that was responsible for his cameo in last summer's The Flash. The film envisioned a younger Cage as a multiverse version of Superman that inspired um that i guess that was inspired by superman lives it looks like there's a hollywood reporter uh, error there uh inspired by superman lives tim burton's man of steel project that was famously canceled before it could get off the ground in 1998 in the flash cage's superman was fighting a large creature with red lasers coming out of its uh, out of his eyes i guess oh so the large creature was a uh, he, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 w- I, w- I would imagine that uh, if it was a big spider that was uh, weaving a web, I would assume it would be a female spider. But that's near, neither here nor there. Uh, but the actor says this was very different from what he actually shot for The Flash. Uh, quote, when I went into the picture, it was me fighting a giant spider, Cage said. I did not do that. That was not what I did. I didn't think it was created by AI. I know Tim Burton is upset about AI, as am I. It was CGI, okay, so that uh, they could de-age me, and I'm fighting a spider. I didn't do any of that, so I don't know what happened there, unquote. That's the (laughs) uh, 59-year-old actor, uh, let's see, that the 59-year-old actor was actually on set is a bit unexpected, as many watching the film just assumed the entire performance was created by CG. Cage said that was actually filmed, and what he was told the scene would be was something more solemn. Quote, what I was supposed to do was literally just be standing in an alternate dim- dimension, if you will, and witnessing the destruction of the universe, he said. kal wearing was bearing witness to the end of a universe, and you can imagine with that sort of amount of time that I had and what that would mean in terms of what I can convey. I had no dialogue, so I had to convey it with my, uh, with my eyes, the emotions. So that's what I did. I was on set for maybe three hours, end quote. Nonetheless, Cage added that he really liked director Andy Muschietti, saying, quote, Andy is a terrific director. He is a great guy and a great director, and I loved his two It movies. Um, so <laughs>
0: uh, that, is my, that is my favorite way of, like, throwing shade, is, like, they're talking explicitly about the Flash movie, <laughs> and he's like, great guy, loved those It movies. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, I love it. <laughs> Petty. That's- Petty and amazing. But yeah, I mean, I think I would also be mad too if like I went all the way down there and I filmed a cameo and they were like, it is going to be so affecting. It's going to be so beautiful. Like you are going to, it's going to be your face emoting. Like, oh my God, everything (laughs) is dying. And then you go to the movie and you're like, I, I mean- there's only so much you can do with your your face and no dialogue, but I smashed it. And then <laughs> what you see is like a CGI version of yourself fighting a spider. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what happened here?
1: <laughs> I'm actually surprised that what they showed was not what he thought it was going to be. Um, I guess he was supposed to be something akin to the Superman uh, and Supergirl, the, like the Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater, who were just looking at something very concerned. Yeah. So I assume it was going to be some the way he described it. I I guess he was supposed to do something like that, but I guess they just could not, uh, stop themselves, uh, from you know paying homage to Superman Lives.
0: They were like, but we could get a giant spider in this. <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> we could maybe do it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, and I'm actually a little uh, surprised that he seems to be disappointed by that. I thought he would maybe, like, yeah. be glad that it got uh, made in some way.
0: I think that's about, it. probably what was the surprise to him is, like, what he was pitched on, it was ended up being completely different than what, he saw in the theater which i think is like a good argument <laughs> when we're at when they you know the actors and sag are, are talking to uh you know as a union for the strike about you know the dangers of ai is it's just like you know they could just scan your face and they could just make you fight whatever spiders they want you to fight What if you're like, I like spiders. I would never (laughs) fight a spider. Well, guess what? You're fighting a spider. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, that's got to be a little weird to, you know, sometimes you'll hear stories about, you know, storylines getting cut differently so that they're much different than the actors think they are. But it's very rare that I think that actors go in and then see a completely different thing uh, with their, you know, their head on top of like a weird CGI body. So I feel like that's gotta be a little off. It's also a little
1: deceptive and it, uh, I would think it would destroy like if if that had happened to me, it would destroy my trust a little bit where like, you told told me we were doing one thing and then you didn't tell me that you were doing this other thing like that's a little bit like a
0: bait and switch like they thought that maybe he wouldn't say yes to the spider so they're like we'll tell him (laughs) he'll just see it when he goes to the theater (laughs) and then when he sees it he honestly he's gonna love it and he's gonna say it's my favorite andy (laughs) musketti film
1: (laughs) it's gonna be like those two it movies. it's gonna be like
0: those uh, it movies they were fine but there were no flash
1: (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna be quite- right over those
0: in movies. <laughs> Turns out it didn't go that way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, uh, that is all the news we have for this week of Supergirl Radio. But speaking of the Flash movie, our latest Supergirl, Sasha uh I almost read my script, reminding <laughs> myself to pronounce it correctly. I was about to
0: say, that's, that's, I know you keep that in for me. <laughs>
1: I am rusty after taking a week off. Uh, so speaking of the Flash movie, our latest Supergirl, Sasha uh, who played Alola Rosales Abbott on The Young and the Restless, uh, uh, she was on a soap opera. So we have Supergirl as a soap opera actress in real life, but in the comics in the 1980s, DC Comics had Supergirl on a soap opera in the fictional sense, sense in the issues of a Superman family. So for the next three episodes of Supergirl Radio, we are going to learn about this time in the 1980s when Linda Danvers, aka Supergirl, was an actress on the uh, fictional daytime soap opera Secret hearts so i hope everybody enjoys the uh soap opera feel that we're going to be bringing to this episode this is the legend of supergirl her origins were born in the fiery destruction of the planet krypton and the sole surviving city of argo when kryptonite radiation decreed death for argo the daughter of Zorel and allura Kara, was fired toward earth and her parents faded into the survival zone but Destiny smiled upon Kara, as cousin Superman took her in hand and trained her for her forthcoming role as Supergirl. At the time her parents were released from their exile, Kara had established her identity as Linda Lee Danvers, adopted daughter of Fred and Edna. In this identity, she has pursued careers in broadcasting, acting, and a student counselor. Now the legend moves onward as the Girl of Steel makes the super switch to New York. So we are going to be starting uh, with. Funky. <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> I tried to find something, uh, 1980s, but that was the most retro that I could get. I
0: liked it. It immediately put me in the, in in the zone.
1: ready. Well, uh, the first issue that we're going to look at, uh, from Superman family is Superman family number 208. And at the start of this issue of this, uh, Superman family number 208, 208, titled the super switch to New York, Linda Danvers is working at new Athens experimental school, having recently saves some people from twisters as supergirl linda shows up late for work as you do after you save some twisters it's her boss <laughs> her boss is pretty mad about it and they have a verbal art altercation now peter barton a theater producer and former hollywood agent just happens to be nearby when this happens when uh, linda and her boss are having this big fight and he uh witnesses the fight and admires linda's fired to stand up for herself. Oh. He thinks that's a great quality for her to have. And Peter Barton wants Linda to be the new shrew of soap opera Secret Hearts because the leading <laughs> lady in the series, actress Laura LaRue, has recently quit the show. Fed up maybe with Because
0: they kept calling her a shrew. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. She's like that. I don't, I don't know, I don't like that. Wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs>
1: fed up with mr pierce uh linda's boss linda quits her job at new athens experimental school and wants peter barton the uh uh, what did i call him the theater producer and former hollywood agent uh she wants him to set up a screen test for her for secret hearts needing some advice and feeling guilty for doing something she wants to do uh by test uh testing for this soap opera because how dare linda do something for herself right Linda, a.k.a. A cousin Kara, as Clark refers to her, uses super ventriloquism, my favorite superpower, to contact Superman wanting to meet. Supergirl and Superman meet up in airless space using a, communicator, uh, a communication method akin to radio waves to talk to each other. Sure. So, uh, cousin Superman encourages Supergirl to give it a shot as an actress. So he's like well, we talked it out. You, you, you give me all the details. I think you should go for it. So, uh, so time for co- a
0: career change. Clark says, don't let that guy get you down. Yes. You're so much more than this. You could be that true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know if that's a, a compliment or not, but it seems like cousin <laughs> Superman has approved this life decision for her. What if
0: it was like a, like really like passive aggressive that he told her <laughs> to go for it. He's like, Oh my God, actually I can see you as true. I see it so clearly car you have to do it this <laughs> you are meant to be this true <laughs> car just like doesn't pick up on it she's like thanks that's what i thought
1: <laughs> so encouraging well it's a good thing that linda has clark's approval because the secret hearts producers loved the videotape that linda sent in in less than one week after her blow up with her boss Supergirl makes her way to new york city as a newly hired television actress to wow. prevent P- i mean that's that's a pretty quick turnaround so she Not must have had a, had a really <laughs> good audition on that videotape to prevent people from making the connection between Supergirl and Linda Danvers because that, that would be a problem. It, that's because she, she's going to be on television. <laughs> uh, to prevent people making the connection between Supergirl and Linda Danvers' arrival to the city, Supergirl shows up a few days before Linda will. Supergirl does a bunch of good deeds to settle into New York City. So once she gets now, do we uh, think that's
0: enough to throw it off because. That's- <laughs> seems to me like it's pretty obvious now like supergirl shows up and suddenly there's this like hot new shrew on the sofa (laughs) (laughs) that shrew looks just like supergirl people will say to (laughs) themselves
1: well to be fair in this iteration of supergirl linda wears a a brunette wig Okay, so her, her hair is different, so I okay, guess you're, you're right. I no, guess that's, that's enough.
0: That's
1: <laughs> different hair color is
0: fine. Different hair color, okay. We're, we're, we're back. We're back. She's <laughs> she's gonna be okay.
1: All right. So, uh, in. Uh, In one example of her good deeds to settle into New York City before she uh, has a job on national television, uh, Supergirl saves a Muslim man uh, who falls out of the United Nations building. Now, this I have to remind everybody, this was 1981. Uh, So she saves this man who falls out of the United Nations building due to a blast. He tells Supergirl that terrorists have attacked the building because the culprits don't like his views nor his country. Another explosion happens at the Empire State Building and another at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Supergirl deduces these three explosions are connected. Supergirl's superheroing detects a high-pitched supersonic whine, which reveals the location of the next explosion, which is the Atlas statue at Rockefeller Center. A lot of uh, famous locations here. uh, Very uh, New York City uh, specific. Supergirl diffuses the bomb and wants to follow up with this uh, Muslim delegate she encountered earlier, but she is told by U.N. officials that he was a phony. Twist. So so this was a uh, twist character here. So Supergirl uses her Kryptonite uh, Kryptonian powers to locate this phony at the uh, Kennedy International Airport. She's able to do this because the odor from the first explosion gave him away to her super sense. Ah. So the smell is giving this man away. You some yep. deduction there. <laughs> <laughs> so she's actually uh, doing some detective work. Uh, Supergirl uh, is with her super uh, smell. A week after Supergirl finds the terrorist, Linda Lee Danvers goes to the New York Galaxy Communications Building, which is the same company that Clark Kent works for as a newsman because he too is on tv so it's What's not going on
0: the I, aliens, what a wild time
1: this is not a great way for superheroes with secret identities to behave but this doesn't is, feel like it this is what <laughs> they do so she goes to the new york galaxy communications building and meets alan ward who is the producer of secret hearts while she is there she reads over and signs her acting contract to star in the show so she is Signed up. She's ready to go. She's got her contract settled. She is ready to get on
0: TV on Secret Hearts. Do you think that that she had a lawyer look over that contract or do you think that she just like super read it and was like seems great <laughs> now the issue does not mention a oh, lawyer yeah uh but maybe supergirl you know she's got super
1: intelligence i feel like she's probably yeah. she's probably earned a law degree she just doesn't maybe like she physically have it
0: Law once yeah, or twice. yeah. She,
1: she's super read like super sped through like all these law books and looked at it, it be great if
0: like the, if like the super family had like a lawyer on retainer that we just never see
1: <laughs> that would actually be really smart given a lot of the uh destruction that they can sometimes cause
0: you you would think that they would need a a, a lawyer somewhere
1: <laughs> to really uh you know defend them when uh some things go haywire. So uh to my knowledge, no lawyer involved, but the- she uh has signed the contract. This is
0: kind of like put me down a rabbit hole too because like I just realized that Marvel has like two lawyer car at least two lawyer characters. <laughs> I'm trying. But to- I was trying to think if if DC had because like uh Marvel has obviously Daredevil and uh, and She Hulk. Both of which are lawyers, so if anybody gets into like a sticky contract situation, they can always just call She-Hulk and see see how that's going. But like, do do the do the DC heroes? Is there like a lawyer hero somewhere in there? So there's Harvey Dent. Who okay, is a, is well a, he's is not. A, yeah, he's
1: a, he's a legal mind, but he's he's, le- he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's often of two minds, and uh, <laughs> usually in the uh, villain category.
0: He's so. probably not somebody that like. The heroes are gonna feel comfortable being like, "Hey, would you look over this contract?" He's probably <laughs> like, "Sign it." <laughs> Let me flip this coin and decide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, I feel like I don't want to sign it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's a great question. That's the only one I can think I of. A thing but... that
0: has never occurred to me until this very moment is that, like, Marvel has more lawyer superheroes
1: <laughs> than DC. That's I'm gonna, funny. I'm gonna have to go down a rabbit hole on that. Uh, DC has a lot of Law enforcement characters yeah but not a lot of lawyers or judges yeah. that come to mind that i can think of so that's that's, that's a great <laughs> question <laughs> well uh morgan would you like to take us through superman family number 209
0: i sure would so in superman uh, in superman family 209 which was titled strike three you're out <laughs> uh so dramatic already <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the issue opens with Supergirl flying around New York City complaining about how much her new Greenwich Village apartment costs. <laughs> she apparently a, like... did not do uh, some research on this before. No. she got. <laughs> I like that. This is like just a universal experience of like trying to live in New York, even, <laughs> even as a superhero uh, soap opera uh, shrew. You're, st- <laughs> you're, you're still going to have the very expensive, very expensive the cost apartment. of living is high. Yeah. Wait, three rooms cost almost a thousand dollars a month. Okay, that's, now that's I it's a good now deal. I, now he's lost sympathy for her. Three rooms? <laughs> three? Re- I can't even. It's like like mind boggles. Well, I don't know if that's like three bedrooms. Okay. Three uh, three rooms, is it makes a little bit more sense. Like it could be like, like a, a kitchen, a bedroom. Kitchen, bedroom. Like yeah, a, exactly. Like a living area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it does three, not specify
1: three if bedrooms. If it was a
0: three-bedroom apartment that she was complaining about, first <laughs> off, girl, <laughs> sit down. Calm down. She's like in, you know, like in, in Kansas. (laughs) <laughs> I could get a whole mansion for this um, also amazing those 80s prices really uh, they really th- what a throwback a thousand dollars a month as an expensive rent uh, <laughs> she can afford it though because she's making more money since she signed a contract to appear on Secret Hearts okay so we've uh, we've established that she signed that contract and po- possibly no lawyers saw anything <laughs> to- the matter with it uh, she's making a lot of- of money though making a lot of money uh able to afford either a normal sized or a huge apartment in <laughs> <Greenwich Village. laughs> unbelievable uh super girl returns to linda danver's apartment small or giant <laughs> uh but she is too excited about starting her new acting gig so she decides to go out on the town that's right she's earned it but of course even though citizens flatter her as gorgeous and call her a foxy chick uh which is the only way those are the only two ways that you could actually address somebody in the 80s in new york uh this is like a little known fact you were either gorgeous or a foxy chick Uh,
1: (laughs) also i should point out uh the way gorgeous is spelled which i love it's g-o-r-r-r-j-u-s-s Because she's
0: gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So she's having a great time. But New York City is still a big 24-hour city. And that means it has crime. No rest for the wicked. Uh, (laughs) She hears someone in trouble and goes to investigate. The new Teen Titans live in New York City. And they could probably help out with this, too. But Supergirl can help out occasionally. She's like... Listen, I, I can I could I can pitch in here.
1: Yeah, the new Teen Titans were pretty popular, I think, at this point. So there's always that question, well, why why didn't she just ask them for help? It's fine. They both
0: cover the city. <laughs> we're just getting it out of the way early, pretty
1: early on here.
0: Does she does she eventually like meet them and go like, hey, I live over in, in the Greenwich Village. My apartment's massive. Wanna come over for a party? <laughs> she invites the Teen Titans over. <laughs> They're all just partying in her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so the trouble turns out to be a kid who knocked an older lady down and stole her shopping bag. Uh, you might be thinking that the kid is a teenager, but the way he, but the way he is drawn, the thief very much looks like a grown adult man uh who escaped into a subway train opens up the bag, and finds that there was no money in it. Kid, crime don't pay. (laughs) (laughs) And by kid, I mean grown adult man. Uh, (laughs) Supergirl stops the train and confronts the thief who stupidly tries to fight her. That's a rookie mistake. He takes a swing. Why would he do that? He takes a swing at Supergirl only to miss because Supergirl moves at super speed to avoid his punch, causing the man to knock himself out. This guy's not having a good day. (laughs) Supergirl returns the bag to the older lady and ponders her new exciting life in New York City that doesn't disappoint in having something to do. (laughs) She's like, this is already amazing. She's like, she's definitely like the person who just moved to New York and like oh my god did you know how late everything stays open <laughs> they call it the city that never sleeps <laughs> I love the idea it's like a, like car, car is like a recent like New York transplant that was like bagels here am I right <laughs> Meanwhile, there's crime running rampant throughout yeah. the city. Somebody's like running in the background. She's <laughs> having like a religious experience with a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> the Teen Titans will get it. <laughs> yeah, it'll,
1: be, it'll be fine.
0: Um, the next morning, Linda makes her way into the uh, GBS studios and up the elevator to the 15th floor. Linda will be playing the part of Margot Hatton.
1: Hatton? Hatton? I, I've I've been saying Margot Hatton in my head.
0: Okay. Okay, good. Uh, Margot Hatton on Secret Hearts. Um, so, Linda is greeted by Alan Ward, who's the producer of Secret Hearts, who introduces her to quite a few people. So... I mean, lots of introductions right away. Remember these names. Yes. And these are all important names. So, like, memorize them. She she meets Greg Gilbert, the writer of Secret Hearts. Uh, Cindy Walters, who will be playing the big sister to Linda's character on Secret Hearts uh how kyle who plays dr randolph bridges and the love interest of linda's character on secret hearts love uh, interest
1: she... is a generous uh <laughs>
0: description as we will discover oh my goodness uh she meets H- uh, henny peters who is the script girl who keeps up with all the script changes on secret hearts and she meets jeremy kane the director for secret hearts who insists that linda call him JK. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, call me J.K. and that's not J.K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love like these showbiz, these showbiz. Types. <laughs> oh, call me J.K. <laughs> um, so J.K. brings Linda up to speed on the Secret Heart storyline. Her character, Margot Hatton, lost her husband in a hunting accident. Margot has come to Fairport to stay with her sister to get over her tragedy. So now Linda has 15 minutes to study the script and be ready for rehearsal. This feels right with soap opera acting. Uh, So (laughs) Linda has 15 whole minutes to uh, now get a hold of her character, find her motivation, and memorize all those lines. That might seem like a quick turnaround, but remember, Supergirl has a photographic memory. Please, Dr. Bridges. I'm not ready for a new romance. Certainly not so soon after Gary's death. A pretty girl like you, Margot, should never be alone. Doctor, I came to Fairport to get over my grief, not to begin a new affair. Goodbye. I'm sorry I ever came to you. Wait, Margot, you don't understand.
1: Oh, doctor, I'm afraid I do. All too well. In that scene, uh, Margot Hatton is played by Anne-Marie D. Simone and Dr. Bridges is played by Bill, Bill Meeks. So we will maybe hear them one more time in this episode. So I just wanted to make a note of who was playing the characters. Now, this uh, first rehearsal goes really well uh, for Linda. She's actually nicknamed the new queen of the soaps. So Ooh, she very she fast. Took, <laughs> she, she took over this, uh, this shrew's part and she became the new queen of the soaps. After Linda is introduced to Chuck Conroy, you remember these names as well. Chuck Conroy okay. who is the anchor man for All Witness News and Fred Fox who is the host of Sports Report. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Linda and Greg who is the writer of Secret Hearts as we discovered, go to a local deli for bagels and lox lunch. Which seems like a very New York very New York treat. Linda's like, um, "Bagels, am I right?" <laughs> <laughs> so she's really digging into the New York City culture. She's a here. New
0: Yorker now.
1: <laughs> Linda finds out that Fred Fox, a host of a sports report, he's he's popular. People like Fred Fox. Greg tells her that he is the biggest name in sports, Fred Whoa. Fox. Big a, big a big deal. He's a big deal, so just remember that. Greg also g- Greg also tells Linda that there is quote a quality about you that's special. Very special unquote. Mm. So Greg I right, have Greg. lots. Of, I, I have right, lots. Of, I have lots of thoughts about Greg. Calm down, um, Greg. Oh,
0: oh, you're so popular.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Are no, people that's... calling
0: you gorgeous on the street.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Linda realizes that Greg is hitting on her, and while he is <laughs> cute, she thinks she considers him to be quote too pushy unquote for her. Good for at you, se- Linda. <laughs> <laughs> at seven a.m. the next morning, Greg shows up uh, to Linda's apartment with breakfast and to help her move her furniture because it quote. Would have been too heavy just for you," unquote, which seems thoughtful given that he doesn't know that uh you know she's she, she's Supergirl and has super strength. So, uh, Greg, her new uh, friend from Secret Hearts, has come over to help her. Uh, move uh, some of her stuff in.
0: A 7 a.m. drop by is very aggressive. Let me yes. just say
1: that. Very, <laughs> very confident. Greg's very confident. Um, so Greg has come over to uh, hang out with Linda at 7 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And while hanging out at Linda's place, Greg turns on the TV and starts watching a baseball, a Yankees baseball game where a fight breaks out among the players so uh oh i have gotten them all on the wrong order here i think we are here yes so a fight breaks out among the players in this yankee Uh games that he is watching so linda flies off as supergirl to go help with the baseball game riot by using water to act as rain to cause both teams to flounder while the police handle the issues so uh she's doing her part and leaving uh some of it up for the local authorities to help out with after the rain that supergirl caused ends the players don't remember fighting turns out popular sports (laughs) turns (laughs) out popular sportscaster fred fox of sports report uh, attached a special machine to the computer control board in his private control booth and is the reason for the baseball riot so uh so fred fox of sports report has uh Fred done this to the Yankees team to make them fight with this other team and uh, Fred Fox because it, a supergirl interfered he vows that if Supergirl interferes with his work again she will die so this is uh really intense from uh from Fred Fox of sports report but he is not happy that supergirl has uh, stopped his plan that he's got going on with his show. So Linda returns to her apartment with Chinese takeout that she cooked with her heat vision because the restaurant wasn't moving fast enough. And, Gre- <laughs> and Greg informs Linda that Supergirl showed up to- at the game he was watching on TV. And Linda gets the idea that Greg seems to prefer uh, prefer Linda Danvers over Supergirl. So I would, uh, I would probably describe Linda and Greg's relationship as kind of a... Uh, a margot hatton dr bridges relationship
0: Ooh. is what i
1: think is going on here so
0: imitating
1: art <laughs> <laughs> that's how i read it that's just my interpretation but i guess uh you know if if you see it another way that's totally fine but that's how i'm seeing it as of right now so uh morgan do you want to take us through superman
0: family number 210 I'm excited too because I know that there's going to be more drama (laughs) Uh, in Superman Family Number Two Ten, titled "The Spoil Sport of New York," sportscaster Fred Fox idolized by TV viewers in the New York metropolitan area as Mr. Sports (laughs) is is still mad about how Supergirl literally rained on his baseball game riot parade. His goal in causing the riot seems to be that he doesn't want anyone to spend a nickel to see a sporting event, which of course stems from a childhood trauma. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't, I don't know that I think that this (laughs) A lot of sense as a motivation to cause a riot. Oh, just, just keep keep reading. We'll get there, and when wait, wait, once, once we get there, then we I'm, get. There. I'm sure I'm not seeing the big picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to the issue, as a as a child, Fred was a Butterfingers, a stumblebum, a loser. As a <laughs> <laughs> as a result, Fred was forced to become a viewer rather than a doer, and this caused his hatred of athletes all right so she's like is that a good motivation (laughs) (laughs) barely but i will take it i will take it (laughs) instead of him being like no one should spend any money on sports therefore you should punch each other (laughs) there's a baseball riot i couldn't play (laughs) because i was no good i know you're telling me there's a baseball riot and i could get a good sausage sandwich i'm going to that game (laughs) (laughs) You lost Fred. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, Linda is going on a day with Greg to see a boxing match at Madison Square Garden. So sort of the same vibe. Honestly, Uh, (laughs) they've got great seats for the Joe Firestone versus Harry Jackson championship fight. Greg spent $500 to impress Linda. Now that's $500 in 1980s money, which would be a lot (laughs) of money now. Um, But that might have been a waste because for the first three minutes, the boxers don't take any swings at each other. Instead, they tell the referee that they'd rather go out and have a cup of coffee together, which, by the way, now is like a romantic comedy that I want to (laughs) watch. Actually, we're vibing here. Do you mind if we go? (laughs) Um, Naturally, the crowd is stunned uh, and eventually turns angry and develops into another riot so many riots uh (laughs) everybody wants to fight each other everybody's like fight 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 (laughs) um they came to see a fight (laughs) uh linda breaks free from greg so she can transform into supergirl and help with this turn of events supergirl whips up a mini tornado to make everybody dizzy so they will stop after the mini tornado has finished supergirl's super senses detect a strange radiation coming from somewhere in the arena it doesn't last long enough uh for her to figure out where it is though uh <laughs> i like that they're like they the radiation caused the boxers to not want a box <laughs> what <laughs> that's okay fred we're still with you though don't worry fred fox reports supergirl's appearance at the event making a point that she has now shown up at two of these occurrences And insinuates that maybe she is the cause of them. To distract, obviously, from him being the culprit. Uh, Next time, Fred Fox says, he'll be ready for her. I keep telling you, Dr. Bridges, I'm not ready for a new romance so soon after Gary's death. My dear Margot, you came to me as a doctor because you had a physical ailment. But I can help you in other ways, too. I want you to take this but but this isn't a prescription It's a phone number. number not just any number my private line use it whenever you need me
1: <laughs> dr bridges gives me real
0: greg vibes so <laughs> dr bridges is not ethical at all. <laughs> at all she's like she's like i actually need this prescription <laughs> Like, could you stop playing with me? He's like, just call me, girl. No, I can't take this to the pharmacist. <laughs> uh, Margot needs to find another doctor. I think Margot, <laughs> it's, it's it's time for you to, to ask around, see if your friends like their primary care physician. <laughs> so after this taping of, uh,
1: well, I guess, uh, Morgan, would you like to continue? I, I sure. had you could uh, continue. So so uh, Margot or Linda has been taping Secret Hearts. Uh, for the day. So now we're going to pick up after the taping uh, for the day is over.
0: Yeah, So after the taping is over, Greg insists on taking Linda to the U.S. Open tennis match because he has two tickets at center court and she doesn't seem all that thrilled about going and seems to be a little irritated with Greg. So she doesn't go. Linda's like, listen, Greg, I'm tired of the sports thing. <laughs> can we do something else? It's been There's weird. a lot of going on in New York City. Have we you noticed do that else? the New York sports scene has been a little strange lately? And he's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Read the room, Greg. At uh, the. Think- <laughs> At the U.S. Open match, the tennis players are starting to do some unexpected things like swinging the wrong end of the racket, which would be really funny, at the ball (laughs) and serving two balls at the same time, which would also be awesome. Supergirl noticed the same kind of energy from the previous sporting incident. And this time she figures out where it's coming from, Fred Fox and the TV broadcast booth. Uh Uh-oh. He is in trouble now. Uh, Fred <laughs> knows Supergirl has him figured out, and he blasts her with something that causes her to crash, lose her coordination, and the ability to stand up. Fred sees this as beating Supergirl to make him a winner at last. Finally, finally, Fred's like, "I've been picked first in dodgeball." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Fred's achievement is short-lived because Supergirl regains her strength and confronts Fred Fox with the one-liner. Sorry, Fred, you've just struck out, which is a a solid one liner. You got (laughs) to admit, turns out Supergirl wasn't really losing her coordination. She was just playing along to get Fred to start bragging so that millions of sports fans would hear his confession on nationwide television. Supergirl ends her time with Fred Fox by tapping his head with her finger, causing him to fall over and telling him, and now it's the showers for you she's got a lot of clips in this one she has got she is quippy in this issue (laughs) i like it uh gbs makes the announcement on air that metropolis sportscaster steve lombard will be taking fred fox's position for the u.s open coverage this is exciting to all of us on this podcast Steve, 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 Yes, we love Steve. <laughs> we love Steve. Um, the issue ends with Greg coming over to Linda's apartment with pizza with a brilliant idea. He wants to get Supergirl to make a cameo appearance on Secret Hearts.
1: Uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How
0: I don't do think th- do I don't that? think a wig is gonna take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a problem. <laughs> <Ruh-ro>.
1: <laughs> so that leads us into Superman family number 211, which is is the final issue that we're going to be talking about in this first part of our Secret Hearts series. So we're going to be talking about Superman 211 uh, in a story titled uh, The Man with the Explosive Mind. And this issue starts out with Lena Thorle Colby aka Lena Luther. So we got some Lena Luther in this Oh, issue. Lena
0: Luther's here. Yeah. yeah.
1: So she yeah, go. What ahead. sports is she gonna go see? <laughs> I think we're finished with the sports. Oh man. Uh, but uh but Lena is here and uh it, I want Lena to go to like a WNBA game or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's no less exciting though, even though there is no sports here. Okay. Uh, so so Lena Luther has arrived at Penn Station. She's uh coming to visit with Linda Danvers. Uh but Linda hasn't come to meet her yet because super. Is busy with an emergency. The issue reminds the reader here that Lena is an ESPer, which stands for extrasensory perception. So in the comics, if people don't know, Lena Luther did have a superpower. So she did have ESP. So some some mind powers.
0: Mind mind powers is kind of like being a witch. Um, <laughs> if you think about it, um, except not quite, but <laughs> You know, I, I see what the, the show was reaching for, maybe. <laughs> it's like
1: a mixture of being a witch and controlling people's minds, maybe.
0: Exactly. I, I I like that like she could have also been on the show just like John was like doing the thing where she put <laughs> the two the, the index fingers against the forehead and then she looks really serious at the camera. We we were robbed of Katie McGraw doing that in every episode. I think she and David Harewood would have been a great duo. You imagine if they like like when Lena went briefly to the dark side, if she had to fight John, Ooh. John just the whole scene is just them across the room from each other holding <laughs> their foreheads, but like glaring at each other. <laughs> and maybe just describing it. Like you don't see what they're doing. You just see hear
1: them describing, oh no, Lena has taken over my mind. Oh no, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> why do i want to do a robot voice now <laughs> wow what a missed opportunity i feel like we were robbed of we some really <laughs> epic uh okay so lena has come to new york city to visit with linda danvers And she's got ESP power. So, I think that catches everybody up. So I love it. I love it. So, track 14 at the train station looks like it has been bombed. There's Something has happened at track 14. Supergirl's supervision doesn't detect any traces of a bomb, though. And it doesn't smell like sulfur, which is a telltale sign of a bomb. From all the evidence that Supergirl can gather, it looks like the train track blew up by itself. Uh, Because, yeah, I guess train tracks do that I guess so have Su-
0: safety inspection this is a
1: <laughs> institutional failure so supergirl fixes the train track by filling up the train track hole that was left behind in the explosion with her super breath melting the pieces of the shattered rails with her heat vision and fusing them back together with super pressure so supergirl is uh, doing a lot of detective stuff and helping out the people of New York City. Two blocks away from the train station, uh, there's a silhouetted figure who is behind the train track attack. So it was it, there was a, a crime that is behind it. So it didn't just blow up by itself. God. This uh, silhouetted figure uh, is behind the train track attack. And he's getting strong mental impressions of a woman with fantastic mental powers that may be more <laughs> formidable than his own. Uh oh so, so he scans Lena's mind to learn more and realizes that he can use her to eliminate the threat that Supergirl poses to him he learns that Lena has known Supergirl for several years and that Lena has dimly perceived that Supergirl has many secrets so uh so <laughs> I this- mean do you
0: need perception for that she's, <laughs> she's it's literally a secret identity <laughs> Uh, Linda
1: is on the up and up with everybody. She's not keeping any secrets. She's not even on a show that has secrets in the title. She is on the up and up telling everybody the truth.
0: What if Lena's ESP powers were like uh, the the one girl in Mean Girls that's like, there's a 30% chance that it's already raining. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can sense that you have secrets. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a s- superhero. <laughs>
1: so uh, the silhouetted figure uh, is on to Lena and uh, some things going on. So the silhouetted figure decides to give Lena a, quote, psychic push unquote to boost her psi power so that uh what were once the uh only vague impressions will be sharpened to crystal clarity so they're going to get a little stronger Uh-oh. when he does this lena suddenly has a sharp stabbing headache and gets an overwhelming and well overpowering i should say telepathic flash which tells her that linda is supergirl linda recognizes that there is a small possibility that she's wrong so she decides not to let it on that she knows anything so <laughs> uh so uh, uh linda and um lena have a uh, shared secret now so there uh there is a uh, a bit here where lena is recognizing that linda is supergirl so because Uh-oh. because job opportunities in stanhope are limited uh, are limited so stanhope is where lena comes from uh, also where uh linda would have met her they kind of hung out in stanhope but now they're both in new york city uh, because job opportunities in stanhope are limited lena is moving to new york city her fbi agent husband jeff had has died and left her as a widow this is very soap opery left her as a <laughs> widow who is entitled to his pension Lena and Jeff have a son who is staying with Jeff's mother while Lena is in New York City looking for work to cover the costs that the pension doesn't because uh, we've already discussed that uh, things in New York
0: City are much more expensive. So Lena's <laughs> going to have to find a job to uh, <laughs> cover for that. <laughs> I, I just imagine like Lena finding an apartment, being like, oh my God, Linda, it's so nice. It's got like Two rooms. My bedroom is also my living room, uh, and, and it's a little expensive. But like, I'm told that this is great for New York. And then Linda's like, "Oh, great! Like, you don't have like three bedrooms." That's I have. <laughs> well, Linda is now a
1: big soap opera star, so Lena would she's have got, to she's got that bed. money now. <laughs> so Lena needs a job, basically. So, uh, Linda has used her Secret Hearts connection to get Lena a job as a as writer, Greg's secretary on Secret Hearts. So they're gonna be kind of working together. So, so fun. Uh, <laughs> so Linda's gonna be an actress on Secret Hearts, and uh, Lena's gonna be uh, a sec, uh, the, well, the secretary for the writer of the show. Greg, Greg, who keeps hitting on Linda pretty hard and taking her all to those athletic (laughs) (laughs) events.
0: I hope that I hope that like Linda was like, Lena, girl, I can get you a job and it's going to be pretty well paid. The downside is I'm pretty sure he's going to hit on you (laughs) and he's going to keep taking you to sporting events. That's a thing. Like I don't know how much you like the U.S. Open or like boxing, but you're going to have to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Lena and Greg are going to be working together. So over the next few days, Linda and Lena go apartment hunting and catch up as old friends. In that time, it seems as if uh, Lena has forgotten all about that secret identity thing about, you know, Linda being Supergirl. Uh, So they are just having a good time in New York City. And uh, so in meanwhile, I guess I should say, Greg and Lena have a secret that uh, they aren't telling Linda. So now, Uh now that Greg and Lena... So so I guess just to back up, Linda and Lena are having a great time. Everything is good. They're catching up. They're old friends catching up. They're going but,
0: magnolias and getting cupcakes.
1: <laughs> but at work, Greg, the guy who's been hitting on Linda and Lena now have the secret that they aren't telling her. So Uh-oh. dun dun dun. So uh uh We're
0: whispering to each other. <laughs>
1: and there is there's a tease about it though, though. So we don't know what it is yet, but it's something about how Lena saved Greg's but that's what the
0: uh, the issue says. Ooh. So that's all we know I about it so far. I never considered that like car can really use her super hearing to like hear all the best gossip at work and that would be amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, why why is she not using it more often? I feel like she should.
0: This is a this is a very powerful superpower. You'd be like Oh, my God. Especially in
1: a soap opera set. Oh, my gosh. This would be the place to use your super So much
0: good gossip on <laughs> that set.
1: <laughs> and you could find out everyone's secrets that they're keeping from you. Well, in GBS Studio 15B, the Secret Hearts crew are are setting up for a fire that is supposed to trap Linda's character, Margot Hatton, in the Fairmont Community Center. So they are still at the uh, per- the studio shooting this episode. So uh, that is what's happening uh, while uh, Greg and Lena are keeping a secret. So later that night, Linda and Lena visit Radio City Music Hall, another great New York City location. Nice. They're really getting around. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Linda has really uh, gone and seen all the sites. Uh, So they are there to see a hard rock band called the Tough Darts Perform. I'm pretty sure it's the Tough Darts. It's kind of hard to read in the comic. <laughs> it
0: looks like tough darts. I can't imagine what else it would be.
1: <laughs> so that's how I interpret it. the the copies that I have are like really old, and they're uh it's kind of, the it, uh, the ink is not great. So I believe they are watching the rock band, the tough darts. So while they are in their seats, a masked man is high above the stage floor, who is looking to make up for his lost opportunity with the train. So this is our silhouetted figure now oh, appearing, I it was
0: the phantom of. The opera and i got really excited <laughs>
1: <laughs> he might as well be uh so this is our our previously silhouetted man who is now a masked man who is is at the tough darts con- a tough darts concert the masked man causes a small explosion that causes the tough darts to run off the stage sparks from an electrical cord catch the stage curtain on fire with her telescopic vision, Linda sees the danger of the fiery curtain and makes an excuse to Lena about no, "I'm not feeling so well." All of a su- uh, she's not feeling so well. All of a sudden, she's got to make up a- an excuse to get out of there and become Supergirl. But in her inner monologue, Lena is pretty sure that is about to go off and switch to
0: Supergirl. So really,
1: <laughs> nothing. I mean, she's she's not really buying this excuse
0: that Linda is giving her. Blaine, this figured this out already. I, I feel this feel this part of the story feels pretty familiar to me.
1: <laughs> so, Supergirl creates a super wind current to extinguish the flames, and then decides to go after the quote, "costumed weirdo," unquote. She spotted hanging around the flies of the stage, but the man has quickly vanished. The following morning, Linda Danvers meets with Secret Hearts producer Alan Ward, who tells her that the show is up three ratings points Whoa. in the major markets. So. Uh, Linda being on the show as Margot Hatton is a big deal. People are loving the show now that she's on it. So uh, her casting has really uh, turned the show around. I feel like uh, things are getting better for Secret Hearts. The audience is really tuning into Greg's new subplot. Okay, so the issue is like no, it's really Greg's writing that's bringing oh, come everybody on. Come It's on. nice.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it's Greg. <laughs> it's Greg. No, she's the new queen of the soap opera. <laughs> we know we we've, we've we've heard the the scene that Greg
1: wrote. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that it's the know. writing that's really bringing
0: people in. <laughs> I think it's probably the performance. A, it's the acting. The people connecting with the acting. <laughs> the actor. The audience is
1: really turning uh, into, uh, uh, tuning into Greg's new subplot about murder attempts being made on Fairmont's leading citizens. Well, and that I do buy because uh,
0: one of the greatest- Okay, that does sound pretty great. <laughs> one,
1: one of the greatest storylines on Days of Our Lives was when uh, Marlena was like, brainwashed and like killed everybody in Salem. Like like everybody, like everyone on the show. She murdered everyone. That sounds amazing. It was amazing. And it turned out that they were only like kind of half dead. Sure. And so then they all came back to life. Of course. But no, I'm pretty no, sure no. it was I for never, budgetary I reasons. I never doubt it, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she went and she murdered little lady it was her uh named Alice. She was like the oldest character on the show. She like murdered oh no. her with donuts. It was the greatest <laughs> storyline on Days of Our Lives. Anyway, uh, so there's a big subplot about murder attempts being made on Fairmont's leading citizens. Today's taping of Secret Hearts involves Linda's character, Margot Hatton, being shot at while crossing <gasps> the Old Mill Steam Bridge. So, uh, Margot is just in the thick of it here on the show. Gasp. Uh, so at lunchtime, Supergirl makes a public appearance at the New York Women Against Muscular Diseases third annual runathon to fire the starting gun. So she she's taking a lunch break from Secret Hearts to go do
0: Supergirls. and now she's doing like like a like a charity run. Like she's like she's like New York is my home now. <laughs> she's really getting involved with the community. I like that. I love it. I love it. She's really making her making her way.
1: <laughs> After
0: the race starts, Supergirl spots the masked
1: man before at the uh, tough darts concert and gets concerned that the olympic gold medalist betty tibbett will cross a bridge that might explode which of course it does supergirl rescues betty and picks up the car that the masked man is hiding in and shakes it uh to get him out of it so she has thwarted another of the masked man's uh plans to cause some damage
0: now hold on so so her concern was like When Betty was going to run over a bridge, it might explode. But interesting that on the Secret Hearts soap opera, her own character was being shot at while crossing a bridge. Perhaps connections? I mean, (laughs) there might be a mind connection.
1: Oh. That's happening. So uh, you're starting to pick up on it. Uh, Very perceptive. Uh, of you the masked man tells supergirl that she can call him the mind bomber this is the okay. name he gives himself so he not is- the
0: best he could have workshopped <laughs> that a little bit more He's <laughs> called the
1: mind bomber well you know don't overthink it just tell him what you do exactly uh, that's so- true <laughs> so, so he is the mind bomber and with his mind makes the car she is holding explode right out of her hands whoa and the mind bomber gets away yet again So she's had another, Supergirl's had another encounter with this mind bomber guy. And he has gotten away. So Supergirl starts to think that something about all of this is familiar to her. Because these events, Mm -hmm. as Morgan suggested, are paralleling the way the fictional (laughs) Fairmont Community Center on Secret Hearts has caught fire in Greg's script. Which apparently is drawing everybody to the television. Betty Tibbetts' incident also resembled Linda's character, Margo, almost getting hurt crossing a bridge. Supergirl concludes that the next crime the Mind Bomber will commit will be in tomorrow's episodes of Secret Hearts.
0: even better even more reason to tune in folks
1: (laughs) (laughs) this could be a marketing uh like like
0: like, like the local news where they'd be like something in your house will definitely kill you more (laughs) after after our story on the puppy parade what
1: (laughs) so in tomorrow's script Margot's supposed to unveil a statue commemorating her late husband, a famous military hero. And the would be killer shoots at Margot, only to miss her and kill several bystanders. Gasp. As Supergirl, she is supposed to dedicate the new courthouse downtown tomorrow. So she's got this big episode of Secret Hearts, but then she's also got to be at the courthouse downtown tomorrow.
0: Supergirl she's, worries. She is working herself to the bone. She, Listen, she's doing take, too much. You got to take some me time, Supergirl. <laughs> you've
1: got a full-time job and then your full-time is supergirl it's just self-care yeah. supergirl. <laughs> supergirl worries that if she shows up at the dedication dozens of innocent people will be killed the next day supergirl changes her mind about not going to the dedication which surprises the mind bomber he Whoa. thought maybe she wouldn't show up he figured that she would be scared to de- uh to cause death and stay away. So, Supergirl is gonna go no matter what. So, <laughs> this part of the issue is a little confusing how this plays out, but from what I can gather, uh, Supergirl sent a double of herself to the dedication since her showing up was something the mind bomber wouldn't have anticipated. Supergirl, or rather, Lena posing as Supergirl, uh, she is the double mentioned in the issue, figures out that the mind bomber is actually a woman named page van horn so we got, van the, horn? we got the horn uh, you got the secret identity of the mind bomber uh which is a twist uh for me this whole time i thought it i thought it was a man so this is page van horn who is doing all the bombings around uh new york city that so, is shocking so the mind bomber uh, had a brother named Hart Van Horn, who was a member of the hard rock band The Tough Darts. So this is kind of like she she basically uh, caused some destruction at her brother's rock concert. And yeah. <laughs> her sister is Betty Tippett, who she wait tried a, to who she tried a to a kill with the race.
0: Oh, so this is like a weird family thing. <laughs> a
1: lot a lot of a lot of family
0: drama here this is family drama. this is a uh, thanksgiving you don't want to go to
1: <laughs> and the courthouse where supergirl is also concerned about uh people getting killed is being dedicated to Paige's father sloan van horn so the the van horns they're just <laughs> everywhere in all parts of the city
0: so many so twists
1: <laughs> the mind bomber admits to all that he has done so i guess wait i wrote down that uh, the mind bomber was a he and then it says Paige Van Horn, so I might have to go back and look at that. But the Mind Bomber admits to everything that's happened, trying to justify. I I wrote down he. I'm gonna have to go back and and so I don't know if Paige is a, is a man here, uh, trying to justify uh, what he did to them because he was laughed at by his family because he didn't have talent like they did. Yes. The, o- the mm-hmm. only talent that the Mind Bomber had was for destruction. So really, the only thing hmm. the Mind Bomber was good at was. Blowing stuff up. It's interesting because it feels like
0: the exact same storyline we had with Fred, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, sort because of. Because Fred was like, I, I wasn't good at sports, and everybody was mean to me about that. So I'm just so going to get rid of sports. So now none of us will have sports. <laughs> <laughs> and the mind bomb is like, my family is so talented. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm good at running. Not anymore, Betty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so kind of like uh, Fred Fox. Uh, so exactly. yeah. These people don't have any really uh I think uh, they need like a, a like a
0: support group for therapy. We need to get Kelly in here to, <laughs> to, to, to run the support group.
1: <laughs> All right. So while Lena has the mind bomber talking and distracted, supergirl flies in, knocks about, and causes his telekinetic uh, blast to go out of control and resulting in his own explosion and he disintegrates. So Huh, Page Van Horn. Okay, who I guess is a dude okay. is is no more. So, uh, not caring a, a whole lot about his life ending, Supergirl says, "quote, but at least it's over at last." Unquote. Uh, so, <laughs> pretty insensitive. I thought.
0: Bummer uh, about Page. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what if she had turned it into like a like a pun where she's like, "Time to turn the page." <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but that would not actually surprise me actually so um all right so uh things did not end well for the mind bomber so remember that secret that lena and greg were keeping between the two of them uh back oh in absolutely in- yes okay so to learn more about this now, now we've got to find out so it turns out that lena was writing the scripts for Secret Hearts. What? she was helping Greg out because he was behind on them probably because he was going to all those sporting events. I think and... that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg was under threat of being fired. And since Lena was his secretary, if he got canned, so would she. <gasps> that actually makes sense. So okay, Lena yeah. figured out Lena figured out that the mind bomber was telepathically dictating the script ideas to her. So the mind bomber was like feeding her pitches. Oh my god! What if you did this? So like, it was like that's a great idea.
0: The reason that Secret Hearts is like taking off right now is like so of the moment. Is (laughs) like you, you, they should be thanking the Mind Bomber. Like, Mind Bomber was like, could I get a little credit here? And also, this actually adds like a a real layer of like, uh, like pathos and, and like tragedy because it turns out he is talented. Mind bomber was very talented all along. If if the mind bomber had just believed in himself, <laughs>
1: he would be such a great scriptwriter for television. It's <laughs> so sad. This is a tragedy. <laughs> what a waste of talent. Uh just a real tragic ending for the mind bomber, the the great television scriptor uh just is no more. So we will never get any really high I I wonder if the ratings go down. I after I'm the mind I'm, bomber I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so Lena and uh Linda wonder if the mind bomber didn't actually die and now there is a villain out there who knows a uh, supergirl's secret identity. And I've got to queue up uh, another uh video. So more importantly though Now that Lena knows that Linda is Supergirl, where does that leave them? Good question. And Supergirl will start getting the answer at the same time she learns Greg Gilbert's tragic secret. And comes up against Blackrock for the first time when the next issue of Superman Family hits the stands. So those are the stories of Superman Family number 208 through uh, 211. So we will continue uh, this storyline as it progresses uh, for the next four issues uh, the next time on Supergirl
0: Radio. I went on a whole journey there. I mean, <laughs> that was wild. The the twist of the Mind Bomber being the real writer of <laughs> Secret Hearts during its renaissance <laughs> in the public's perception. I didn't see that coming.
1: I, I mean, the, the
0: audience is really never
1: going to know uh
0: really who and, and greg's taking all the credit and greg's like yes this is my genius <laughs> no it's not it's that weird psychic guy's genius <laughs> and partially uh uh lena for uh, pinning it
1: down and yes, exactly. it. so yes yeah, so r.i.p to the mind bomber one of the greatest uh, soap opera writers in uh history Uh, well, before we get out of here, I just wanted to hop into the chat since we were recounting the story and going through it. We didn't have a lot of time to hop into the chat and see what people were saying. Uh, Brian says, Superman family was my introduction to Supergirl with it. I think this is a great way. What
0: a great way to get into Supergirl.
1: (laughs) What's interesting about this uh, this series of comics is that Supergirl is the leading story in the issues. So, Superman family, if you don't know, uh, is uh, a couple of stories within one issue about different parts of the Superman family. So you might have a Lois Lane story. You might have a Clark Kent story. You might have a Jimmy Olsen story. And so uh, these issues that we're going to be talking about are always the first story in there. It's like the, the oh. first one that you uh, turn to when you open it up. So I think that's a says a lot about the uh, Supergirl stories, that they were a, uh, a priority for these issues. So I liked that uh brian also says i briefly watched general hospital when luke and laura were huge it's a big time in soap opera history uh i have watched a little bit of general hospital but i'm more of a young and the restless days of our lives all my children fan so I, I can't speak much to a general hospital uh let's see uh brian also says it's crazy that clark kent and linda danvers spend so much time on tv yes i i think it's a very strange <laughs> direction to take them in <laughs> uh let's see uh let's see if we can see anybody else talking about the comics rachel says uh still can't believe Kara being a soap opera actress was never mentioned in the flash movie you know it's it's funny i don't know that i saw anybody talking about that just within the promotion of the flash movie i don't remember seeing any articles about it uh or anybody.
0: fun like it's such a fun fact
1: I think it's a, a rare uh, a rare known... Like, I don't think most people know about it with Supergirl. Uh, when I found out about it, it was probably... It turned into my favorite thing about Supergirl, but <laughs> I didn't know about it for a long time. So uh, maybe people didn't know. But I, I really wish there had been more of a discussion about uh, Supergirl being a soap opera actress uh, when Sasha Kaje was Supergirl in the Flash movie. Uh, let's see... Mind the Gap says, is this villain violating an NDA over show storylines?
0: <laughs> How dare you give away what we're going to do next on Secret Hearts by doing the crime in real life? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is a great question i don't know legally how that would work
0: i'll um, have to go talk to harvey dent about that because like, <laughs> the villains we've established we've well established have their own lawyer
1: <laughs> and harvey dent as we've established is the only one in dc comics lore that we know of so
0: <laughs> actually i, I see a, a comment from the chat um from vankata who says icon uh dakotaverse augustus freeman is a corporate lawyer and dc superhero that i remember
1: oh okay
0: well (laughs) we'll have to look this character up i'm not
1: familiar with me uh uh, august freeman icon august freeman i'll have to check
0: that out thank you for the tip there is one (laughs) somewhere we we know of one and
1: i guess the question uh before we uh hop out of the chat new rachel asks is greg the villain what what are your thoughts Ooh. on Greg? Greg Greg is the writer of Secret Hearts. He's been taking Linda out on all these athletic event dates. He's he can't he comes over to her house at seven AM to I help Greg, her
0: move. <laughs> I think Greg is a villain for sure. <laughs> Because, like, in some ways, it feels a little bit like Greg's her boss, right? Like, Greg (laughs) Greg is writing the storylines for her character, and then, like, he's just kind of showing up at her doorstep with bagels, uninvited, being like, hey, let's go to the U.S. Open, the most romantic sporting event you can imagine. No, Greg. no I know it's 1980 (laughs) I know you think it's a free-for-all out there no Greg she's she's not interested
1: Yeah, sometimes I, I don't get the feeling in the issues that Linda's really into Greg. She just kind of
0: puts up with Greg's like, I think sport. Uh, Linda's like, I think sports are boring. by Greg. And Greg's like, No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will see what happens uh, as we progress with uh, Greg. Uh, I don't know.
0: I think he's. I think he's kind of a creep. But that's just my general vibe. <laughs> on I am suspicious of Greg. Uh, I saw a. A fun comment from Rachel, who says, "It's really funny that Car is depicted as brunette in the series, and Lena is blonde, but in the show they switch hair colors."
1: Yeah, so this is a. I think this is pretty typical for, uh, for Supergirl comics, to where the brunette wig is the cover for it. But there's all various uh, depictions of the hair color difference. I remember, was it was it in Rebirth? when like it would just like magically transform yeah her. do you remember I how,
0: like like a like an anime uh <laughs> heroine like she went and had like a magical girl transformation and the hair just <laughs> turned blonde uh i you know i thought that i was actually more thrown off by lena being a blonde than by like Kara oh yes. being a brunette because i have i've read some of the stuff where like car is like my secret i Id- Lin- my secret linda danvers identity is brunette but like I, I I forgot that sometimes in the comics Lena is blonde.
1: Yes, so uh, that's d- very different from the uh, Lena depictions, like on Supergirl, the TV series, or in uh, Smallville, where she's a redhead. Oh so, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cassidy Freeman's character ends up being revealed as Twist. Lena Luther. <laughs>
0: uh, so
1: <laughs> so she uh, she's a redhead in that one. So uh, I don't think we've ever had a Lena Luther who's blonde. I'd have to go back and look at the Superboy TV series to be sure, because I think there was a a young Lena on that show. So uh, good questions, comments. And thank you all for going on the uh, adventures through uh, Superman Family 208 through 211 with us. Well, I think that's going to do it for our discussion of the issues. So uh, now we need to get to some Supergirl radio and some DC TV podcasts plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on And wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T public store, so if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T public store link at the top of the page.
0: Hello, and thank you for calling the DC TV Podcast Hotline. Please listen carefully as some of our menu options have changed. Supergirl Radio, press one. The Flash Podcast, press two. Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, Press 3. The Lithuanian Room? Press 4. DC on HBO Max podcast? Press 5. Stargirl podcast? Press 6. Superman and Lois Radio? Press 7. Green Lantern podcast? Press 8. The Sandman podcast? Press 9. Justice League Dark podcast? Press 10. DC After Dark? Press 11. For all other inquiries, please stay on the line and the next available agent will be with you shortly. And since this Supergirl Radio episode is about secret hearts, we have some Superman S-Shields in the shape of a heart in the TV T-Public store that we would love to suggest. I love these designs. I think they're great. Really? Um,
1: <laughs> so if you would like to get a Superman S-Shield in the shape of a heart, which actually uh, Lois Lane in the comics actually had one time when she was Superwoman. Oh. Uh, so uh, you can do that. You can go to the DCTV Podcast T-Public store. And check those out. Well, we would like to thank our legion of uh, super sponsors for helping uh, support the Supergirl Radio Patreon. These people are Michael, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Majuba, and Linganberry. So if you would like to become a legion of super sponsor, uh, please visit patreon.com slash Radio. And if you'd like to find me on the internet, you can keep up with me a couple of ways. Uh, I'm on Instagram at the Derby Kid, and I have a YouTube channel that you can find at youtube.com slash prod. I also have a travel blog that needs severely uh, updating uh, called Oasis Broom, but you can find us on uh, YouTube, all the socials, uh, and we have a website with that. So uh, hopefully we'll be updating that <laughs> soon, try to get more in the habit of doing that. Uh, but also, uh, I was recently a guest on the uh, the podcast DC Cinematic Minute to discuss minutes 131 through 135 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I had a great time doing that. Some really good discussions about some uh, minutes that uh, are actually pretty big, like the reveal Ooh. of Dark Side. So I was Ooh. very honored to get the uh, Darks- <laughs> Dark Side Minute. Uh, so I just I just said, put me in wherever you want to put me in. That's where I, I got placed. So uh, I highly recommend DC Cinematic Minutes. So uh, check me out over there, uh, Minutes 131 through 135.
0: So cool. Um, And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at MojoTastic. You can also find me as a co-host on the Legendary Ladies podcast, where uh, this week the ladies, I wasn't able to make it, but the ladies talked about... Uh, some of the the news coming out of Marvel kind of talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe at its current state and maybe. What the future holds, uh, especially as I feel like everybody starts to get a little bit of superhero fatigue. I uh, see, so yeah, you- I feel it. I feel I feel it deep in my soul now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can always find us on uh, any of your podcast apps as the Legendary Ladies Podcast, or you can also find us on um, on YouTube at youtube.com dot slash the legendary ladies. Yeah, I highly recommend the podcast
1: and I'll definitely be checking that episode out about the superhero fatigue because aside from Superman family comics, uh, which I'm
0: always ready Uh, to uh, me too. (laughs)
1: Uh, But but I think there is a discussion to be had about that because I think uh, we have to recognize some of the things that are happening. Uh, But anyway, uh, on that downer note, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson.
0: And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And stay tuned for the next installment of Secret Hearts. McGurk! I do love not typing. Do mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. <laughs> I mean, they say you are what you eat. Chira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, Boardroom or Ballroom? Because really? She looks like a boss in this home.